Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am more emotionally intelligent and articulate than most men. So they don't know what's hitting them. I'm going to win this. Welcome to Women Are Mad, where we invite women to bring their anger into everyday conversation. I'm Selima Saxton. I'm an actress and writer. I'm Jennifer Cox, and I'm a psychotherapist. We noticed that anger is the one emotion that women aren't allowed to openly express. Meanwhile, everything around us is making us absolutely furious. We're all feeling it. Let's get together to work out what to do with it. Salima. Yes. Can I talk about what's making me mad today? Yeah, I mean, from the pauses in your voice, I can hear that you've got something up your sleeve. Something big. So, you know, sometimes I just find it all too much, as in what women are going through in the world and I've really this week I've had a I've had a bad one for that why why well I I've actually written down a little kind of I had to sort of try and make some sense of of why I was feeling so it kind of pained um you can hear it in my voice probably I'm yeah yeah so I've written it down, so it might sound a bit stilted and weird, but I just thought it, it at least clarifies it. So I think based on what I've been hearing this week in terms of like um, cl- clinically, but also women, women around me, um, we uh, this is what I've written. We could be mistaken for thinking our existence is made sense of by other people's needs, We are the unpaid therapists, doctors, cooks, personal shoppers. But at a darker level, we're also containers for others' violent impulses and sexual issues. And um, I saw on the news today that women were wearing white ribbons. Oh, God, I'm nearly crying. As they ran around the park in Leeds today. And that was um, to protest against violence against women and girls. And I, it just struck me, God, this is the best we can do. <laughs> That's mm. all we've got to remind people that we aren't there just to be used to gratify their needs. Um, and that's where I am at today. I think in 2023, I can really understand why you come close to tears at this. Because when I was 13 and reading are you there, God, me, Margaret, or Mount Little Bit and Forever, or, you know, my Judy Blooms and 
all the books that told me stories of what girls could actually potentially do and become, mm-hmm. I thought I was part of something that was historical. My, when I read my Sylvia Plath, the Belgian and everything, it was all history, history of how women had been perceived or had been subjugated even creatively or whatever. And that I was part of the sea of change. And what I'm hearing from you is that it's still on the horizon. Yeah, we're not there. We're not there. And that's really shocking. It's so shocking. And there's something also about thinking that we must have reached this point where surely it's happened. Yeah. And we kid ourselves we're there and we look as if we're there because we've got all the jobs and you know, that type of thing, financial independence for some of us, all of that. But mm-hmm. actually, we're doing that as well. We're doing yeah. that as well. And it, yeah. it doesn't mean we're not still being totally exploited and used and taken advantage of in all of these other ways. It seems to make it worse. So what's to be done? Oh, God, I I know what's to, what is to be done is to keep talking about this. I agree. Keep shining the light. Yeah, we're trying to do it, basically. Yes. This is what yeah. we're trying to do. Uh, we're bringing all these amazing women on to do it with us. Uh, exactly. One of whom I shall introduce now. So you'll recognise our guest today from her appearances on Would I Lie to You and Richard Osman's Home of Games, among others. She's a comedian, she's a writer, and she's a tonic for our flayed souls. Please welcome Sarah Barron. Hi! Look at her. This is the reception that I want. Oh, this is the face that we want. This is the face you wanted. Let's just, I'm trying to like balance nice lighting with you having to see like a disgusting pile of laundry. It looks yeah, quite nice lovely. Purple. I'd like to jump into that. It, thank you. It's very clean and like warm and nice. And mm. it's where I have to go <laughs> if my husband is snoring. Oh, God. Yeah, oh. I've got one of those. We've this all is where got I go. Look, I go here in this corner here. This is my little snore chamber. Where I go. That's yeah. the snore chamber. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. You, so you're the one who relocate because mm. I relocate if he's snoring. Mm. I relocate. Mm. Same. Mm. And what makes you angry, Sarah Barron? Okay, what makes me angry? So I thought about this and I think like I'm 44 and where I'm at as a middle-aged woman is I get very angry with double standards. Like Mm. that when I find myself really angry at a friend or a circumstance or my husband or whatever it is, it will be because I feel like they've done a thing that they couldn't manage if it was done to them. You know, Mm. that stuff really like, so, so unfair, like unfairness, but we all hate unfairness, but I think it's, it's like double standards from people. Mm. Can you give examples? Gosh, I'm trying to, yes, I'm going to give you an example without throwing anyone under the bus or being too recognized. Yeah, that's hard. That's Mm. hard. I mean, let's divide it into personal microcosm, tiny stuff, and like then professional. I mean, I imagine working as a stand-up, I imagine that there are often situations without being specific um, where you have to navigate an awful lot. You know what? Do you know what? I'm mm. just thinking as I say that. I think the double standard thing is less of an issue 
professionally, what, what I get annoyed with professionally, I think this might reflect badly on me, but I get really angry if I feel I'm being taken advantage of. Ooh, mm. do you get openly angry about that? Then? No, I don't. I think I'm, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. I have a really hard time being directly aggressive with women. And by directly aggressive, I don't, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, actually, it would be really healthy to be like, hey, can yeah. I just flag this? Did it? I really can't do that with women, but like whether it's my husband or some booker for a club, mm. I I would never yell, but I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to be difficult, but you said that we would run to time on tonight's gig and I've got a, you know, I get, or if I feel someone's asking me for something and they're not, um, I did some, I did some charity work recently and um what does that even mean sarah that could it, mean it means, <laughs> i i comedians often you know and like if you're really famous and i think you have to do it all the time for huge things but like even if you're not it'll be a charity is asking for your time to participate in this way but they're not going to pay you a fee because hmm. everything's going charity, to charity yeah right nice and, <laughs> and you know you're like Okay. Okay. And and the thing is, it's like, it's just, what it's part of say? the job. Well, so I said yes, because in the reason I said yes, this is going to paint me in a terrible light, but I think it's also a very real light. Right. Is, I said yes is the reason a lot of people say yes to this stuff, which mm -hmm. is, I was like, we, you know, we are, we need to appear to be succeeding. So yes. I'll be, I'll get my things for the socials. It's like, okay. And I care about the charity. Yes. The most importantly of all yeah, exactly of course we all care about the you know um and the, the long and i i worked really hard because i wanted even i just wanted to do well for myself and whatever and basically like they forgot to send me all like the social media assets mm. so, like i wake up the next morning and all the other people are doing their post yeah. so amazing to appear on such and such and i'm like they didn't send me the shit like come on guys. i'm working for free i was i worked real hard and and, and it's so dumb it's a nothing they have all these other things to do but they and they and then there was no apology there was like i'm so sorry she slipped through the cracks we did just it was mm. like i did a little favor and this made me feel unrecognized in my generosity yeah but, but um, i think i think it's feeling unseen isn't it it's like putting yeah. an effort in and then like Hello. And also, do you think it's that it feels very wrong to make a fuss in certain situations? So in the face of this wonderful, noble charity, how can you go and make a scene about your socials? I, I, I mean, yes, that's a very fair way to perceive it. But I feel like it's such a known thing in my industry that like everyone has to do charity shit. All they, they, like it becomes, it's like that thing. It's so horrible, but it's sort of like if, if part of your job was very consistently being asked to work for free, mm. you would of course do it, but then you're also like going to turn stuff down because you can't, you can't just like show up. You've got to like put some effort into it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and I just felt like they weren't working for free. The employees on the show, they weren't doing shit for free. Right. And the thing that bothered me, it didn't bother me that it happened is that I was just sort of like, Hey, I just wanted to flag. Mm. And then mm. I got no, um, no apology. It was just like they then, so the show aired on a Friday and they sent me all the social media assets through on a Sunday. 
And I was like, oh, come on. Mm. I don't know. As I hear myself say this, I, I'm i finding it like humiliating, but kind of healing. Ooh. Yes, I bet. Healing. No, we're, healing. We're with you. Yeah, we're with you. No, but it is, I, I, you can't be with, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. But there's there must be other well, equivalents I like this. I, was say, I think we all have yeah. equivalents. We yeah. have less glamorous equivalents. We all yeah. have, it's the same thing. Be yeah. it at the school gates, be it... I don't know the local bank whatever it's the same it, it is being good behaving well yes. being a good person mm-hmm. and it's give me my credit yes. like I yes. want my credit yeah. yeah I'm interested you were saying that you find it quite hard to be angry with women or to express your yes, anger with women. Yes, very interesting. Which surprises me because you seem so full of clarity. When I met you, I, that's what I enjoyed about you, that you're clear and that you communicate. So Thank sort of like, you. yeah. I do, I pride myself on the clarity. And if someone said, what do you practice on? I'd be like, the clarity of my communication. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm so in this way. I was having a horror, like a really shitty day a couple of days ago. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna cry. Like I'm gonna fucking cry today. And I was trying, like my husband and I, like I was already upset. He and I had a thing. I was just like walking, and there's a, a mom who I'm like sort of close with and a fellow mom, but we're not like we don't hang out one on one. But I know her schedule because that's how it works with people in your neighborhood. I know she'd be at the gym. And I was like, hey, random, but are you at the gym? She's like, I am. Why do you ask? And I was like, I think I'm about to start crying and I need a person to unload it on. And she was like, so happy to do that for you. And then, you know, she was wonderful with me and we talked and she's like, you Americans, you are so good. I was like, I was like, I think I seem like a crazy person who's imposing on a semi, like a friend, but you know, and she's like, I swear to God, even if she's being nice to me, she was like, all I thought was, this is the healthiest expression of emotion. She was like, you identified what you needed. You asked for help, whatever. Still clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that, but that come novel. on. So you have that clarity, yet getting angry with me, for example, might be difficult for you. Why? Or was she telling you? I'm trying to think about... Oh, like, you know, like, like getting into it with like, clo- like, you know, very, very close women friends. Mm. And what is the, it seems so contradictory to who I perceive you to be. Yeah. I, and I, I've, I'm like, I've been working on it really hard, but I get afraid of women mm. in a way I'm not, you know, to your point, I think I get afraid of other women and I'm very, I, I don't get triggered Mm-hmm. by almost any male behavior do you think it's the straightforward it? way that men tend to have tend mm-hmm. to have of communicating and expecting communications back because yep. i do think this is something that we totally shoot ourselves in the foot with as women is that we mm-hmm. it's all underhand it's backstabbing yeah. yeah round the mm-hmm. sides we don't talk to the face we talk you know behind and it's so damaging and actually it's it's a way of the patriarchy kind of getting us to sort of scrap among each other and kill each other off without them having to do anything yeah i i think that's it i i think it's i'm and again we're just like so gendered and very Mm -hmm. self-delighted i am more emotionally intelligent and articulate than most men 
So they don't know what's hitting them. They don't know that I'm going to win this. Whereas I feel, I guess I feel a little bit more afraid of some of my friends being able to give me a different kind of run for my money or being less of like, my husband is very smart in that way. But he like is more afraid of me, I think, in some way. Like, and I'm afraid of him too. But you know, it's more I feel so aware of his fear of my anger or my upset, the way that I'd be like, I don't want to say this, it'll make him angry. Whereas with friends, you you don't have that same kind of power. Or yeah. Yeah. No, I, I also think like my dad is is very meek and my mother is a fucking bulldozer. Oh, figure into some of this as well yes so so going back to this point though about when you last maybe got angry with someone um can you give us an example of what that looked like of what happened of how you responded and of how they responded to your anger so if i get angry at my husband it's very and we we snipe you know we are very out emotional fit like I'm always around other people for work or traveling or a car share or whatever and people will if I'll be like oh I'm sorry my husband and I are having a tiff or whatever like a thing that I hear back that's nice is like you guys are very direct with each other like I've heard other (laughs) friends be like you two say shit to each other in a casual conversation that other people other people would get divorced and it's like give me an example I'd be like um that's a good example. Like, um, I, I would, he, he was adopted. And so I would, in a very casual way, be like, yeah, but this is a whole thing he does, which is about like his attachment stuff. Like, because he cannot be alone, but it's cause he like never fit in with his family and felt excluded. And so now I'm fucking paying the price. Anyway, are you getting like something sort of like, does he that? talk about his own adoption in an open yes, way? Yes. Okay. So that, what that wouldn't be is a violation of his <laughs> just checking. But so the point is, is like, it's all out there, but I think sometimes, sorry, because I can be so, how I can be that I would have and what what is that how would you describe that what is the how you can be um my husband says I I have almost like I'm just thinking that I'm presenting this into like heroic of a way and it's not you know I don't mean to there's like all these dark things about it but I'm almost allergic so I'm like a, a, a such a fucking liar like I'd lie about anything to anyone. <laughs> it i'll fucking lie but at the same time like in a real way yeah i'm i really struggle to not be honest Mm -hmm. about something because a a conversation is so like physically unsatisfying to me so i want to know have you always been like this have you been like this from year dot no i don't think so because i can remember like a really humiliating thing like when I was like a teenager you know and I was a very late bloomer and whatever and like one of my earlier sexual experiences was like I asked a boy to kiss me and he was like oh and he's so you know he he was like oh Sarah like I think you're so amazing and I love spending time with you but I don't think we're quite like that like and it remains to this day possibly the most humiliating I have I feel it even though I was 17 I think it was a formative ex- I'm like well because I'm disgusted mm. like I really feel the sense of myself as a fucking disgusting person oh. and I think that that was like 
not irrelevant. And I, um, I don't know why I'm telling you that. Oh, well, I asked you about formative years. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have, I was so humiliated. I think I was, I think I was like closer to 27 when I was like in some therapy session and was like, I need to say the, like, what feels like one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Mm. And I'd had friends who'd been through much worse, like sort of more real trauma and uh, abusive mm. relationships and stuff like that. And I was, you know, I had friends who'd gone through that stuff by the time I was 27, but something about my thing felt, I wouldn't have traded with her, but I was like, you just a horrible thing happened to you. Mm. You're mm. amazing. And something horrific happened to you, but I'm a disgusting, unlovable pig. And that seemed to confirm it. It landed it in exactly the right way at it exactly the right have, time. That must have had some kind of sense that was sweeping around by yeah. 17. That then you know, that there, there were a couple other things and you get such a message. I don't know if either of you have daughters, but I, I, I don't. But I think all the time about the message that young women get that men will fuck anything. Because that's what it's like. They'll fuck anything. You don't have to. They'll fuck you. All men will fuck you. They just want to fuck you. They'll do anything. And I had a couple of sort of like semi, that was the blatant and then sort of more amorphous reactions. And I was like, they'll fuck anything. Like they'd fuck a dog, but not me. Oh God, you're right. This is really damaging, isn't it? A way that nobody would talk about. No, and I think so. So I, I didn't, I mentioned all this to say I didn't, that wasn't stuff that I was, now I'm like anything, but like there was some point where I just got much more forthright. Mm. But I don't know. I don't think I was ever like, not I've always been like talkative and big, but this thing of like I have to share every thing constantly. So, so how has this shaped your stand-up? And if anyone hasn't seen your stand-up, they must go and see you immediately. Because one thing that I really enjoy about you on stage, I feel like you you won't let me say this. I feel like I feel like you're are you good at receiving? I'm poised for a compliment. Receive it. Okay, I, I Look love at it. you. You're not poised. You're braced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Brace yourself. No, what I observe about you is that you get you get to that absolute painful nub of whatever it is, that our darkest, deepest place, and you say it, and um we laugh partly in recognition and partly in painful acknowledgement. <laughs> Like you're very, you're a very astute um, observer of humans. Oh, that's so nice. I I like that idea. You know, that's what I would. I always feel about like I feel. I like to think that a strength. We've all got our our comedy strengths and weaknesses, and mm. I never feel like I'm the best writer. You know, I always feel like I need help. Being like, why isn't this quite this? Why isn't this? It you know, and I'll call up a friend and they'll help. But I like to think I know, I think I'm good at being like, oh, that's this thing that people do. I've not heard someone say that this is what we're doing when we say this about our friends or say it about our spouse or whatever. So the kind of connections, you're making the connections for people in a way. Yeah, like mm. my husband and I will joke, like all I ever want to do is gossip. That's all I want. Like, he's like, what did you think about uh, this politics thing or what did you think about this album or, and I'd be like I don't know but can we talk about that mom at the school gate because when yeah. she, she conducts herself like I mm. just want to talk about people mm. 
all the time. Mm. And it's ma- but it's, yeah, it's magic storytelling, isn't it? It's magical. Yeah. It's and I think t- this is the yeah. honesty thing as well, I think. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? It's like we can get absolutely addicted to what's really going on. And it is so compelling. It's yes, so endlessly true. fascinating. That's why it's let me know. That's why I like your story so much. Is I was just like that. Every now, you know, so many people are gonna just love some. Like it felt like fucking, um, not therapy, but like like a bomb. Just listening to someone be like, "This is what we're fucking all dealing with." Like, mm. and it's so. It's uh, you know I. It, it just, it's a service. That's how I, you know, because that's how I feel. And I think sometimes that I, because I like talking about myself a lot, you know, I sometimes think that I, I wonder sometimes if I get into dynamics where like what I love to do is like talk about myself and talk about myself and talk about myself, which is narcissism, but also it's a little bit generous. It's generous. You know, yeah, exactly. You share yourself. I'm sharing myself. But then sometimes, you know, with my friends, I'll be like, it's your fucking shit. You give out, you give, give me some. Whatever that weird fucking thing you said was going on with you and your husband. Where's that gone? We're, we're acting like that's not going on no more. But isn't it? But I think that's fair yeah. because it's really brutal yeah. when you're sharing. And we talk mm. about this, don't we, Salima? That we when, really do. When you're well, with that's people why I... who don't do it back. Ooh. Yeah. And I think, so Jen and I have known each other since we were 18. And, you know, look, what, what perseveres in our friendship is one that kind of radical honesty but mm. also yeah i give she gives so mm. i hear the mess she hears the mess yeah so wait, wait, radical wait. honesty like you will tell each other when you're angry with each other yes yeah i mean she is a psychotherapist yeah know, but no one my, gets away with my it mom's really. a psychotherapist and she's got you know oh. it's like my overbearing mom you know like yeah possibly you know. Oh, I mean, among the most messed up people on the planet, we have to know our therapist. But yeah. I, I always, I mean, it's the thing that makes me like, even when you both just were like, like your two little faces stack when you're both like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really jealous of that because I don't, I don't think I have anyone I'm like incredibly close to platonically mm. where I'm like, Hey, that felt a little weird the other day when you, mm. or who do it, you know, like don't do it enough to me either. And that is so admirable. But it's very, very rare. And also yeah. I've, I, you know, along, I'm in my mid forties now in, you know, along the way I've, I've mucked up loads of potential friendships or whatever, by either saying too much, saying too little, mimicking, <laughs> pretending to be somebody that I wasn't ghosting (laughs) disappearing I I think but this is it it feels like my life's mission to get women to be able to do this with each other why am I so fucking scared what Mm. is the problem I know I would love, obviously, I would love to get into this, but we don't have time because, yeah, we- <laughs> but we will. At some point, we will, the conversation will continue. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, can we ask you, when has anger driven you to do something incredible? And by that, we mean good or bad. That's so interesting. I've never thought of anger. Well, I think like, is it anger or is it entitlement? I, um, like, so... I think I have a lot of anger and it's always, it's like forever a mystery to me if it's a normal level or if it's not, I, I don't know, but I think of myself as really, and I'm, you know, embarrassed by it. Like I think of myself as quite angry. Um, so I'm trying to work on that by which, you know, because it's like just toxicity in your own body, blah, blah, blah. But I think like um, when, I mean, this is just like, I'm like trying to make people hate me. <gasps> But, you know, this is a very American stereotype. God bless the NHS. It's part of the reason I live here. It's the most amazing thing. Also, there have been a couple of occasions where, like, the care has been poor for important things. And I will fucking go for I, I did a whole stand-up bit about that like where you know it's like I will go in and be like I'm so sorry you're overworked let me list a few things through here for you here's what's happening here how's my here's part of how my husband's body is now disfigured because your care has been so he like broke his hand earlier this summer and it has been he has like a gimp hand now because oh, no. and in, I have a, a friend who is like a, a comedian and he's like one of the he's like a Cambridge footlights brainy autist genius guy and he, he has the reason for everything he's like oh yes um well that is because there's like a reason that there aren't that all the best hand surgeons are like in singapore there, there's like a whole it's a whole like real actual thing so i have called up on the phone and i mean i will and if i'm if if the stars align for me and i'm in check i am so so comfortable like people don't want to drain the nhs mm -hmm. i did not grow up with that mentality so i'm like this is my shit so free here we <laughs> go and i mean i will it's all for me i don't think about anyone else who's in a like we got on we got on a train recently like a you know multiple trains have been canceled and it was insane and it was like end of days and these boys shoved in front of me and i went crazy at these boys wow how I old were the them. boys roughly they were 21 and they basically they were holding seats oh and rude. It, like you can't but here was the point my husband made that he was right about he and i was like you can't he was like i'm holding these i was like you can't hold these seats i'm sitting here and my i was like you don't have to move but this is me and my husband and my son and we're gonna sit at the other three seats so like no i'm holding them i was like you're not my son this is a child and he's like she's pregnant i was like of course, she's pregnant. She's sat right there. You can go, but you're not allowed to hold. The point my husband made was that right behind them, there was a completely empty table of four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but why do, okay, so they could have gone and okay. sat there. No, you're being too, Gen Jennifer. He was, <laughs> she was a dick, but the fact that he was a dick 
um, <laughs> coupled with the freneticness of the train and that he knew there were like so many people on this train, the, the, just the audacity of saying I'm holding a seat. Yeah, it was all very- I, I, I was blinded and I really didn't see that two steps away, I could have just gone Damn. to the middle. I still, I still am seeing you as a knight in shining armor on your white horse. You're still, you're still like, you're like, I'm using anger as a means of- I'm a warrior for justice at all time. Mm But I'm sort of, I'm just acknowledging that. there is a loss of control. Okay. I okay, this, this is a good this time to bring last, you. Oh, let, this is my last We're going to bring oh. you, we're going to bring you with that loss of control into our virtual okay. rage room. Okay, we're handing you a baseball bat. This is quick fire. <laughs> we're we we always say that and it never works out that way. Let's try you, and do it this you time. You try. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is what the objects to whack your bat at. That sounds actually like rude <laughs> oh i didn't hear it that way okay. i didn't hear that way. Um, current news item making you seethe oh um you know anything to do with like suella braverman like just anytime her name comes up <laughs> okay wow. wow aspect of modern life making you fume an aspect of it Mm. anything um anything to do when a, a delay i'm a delayed no sorry a canceled train leading to an overbooked train and then not being allowed into first class Boom. nice that's the fucking trains i don't give a shit oh, but then don't keep me out of business class bitches yeah, I'm nice. good this is good behavior yes. of others which gets on your wick double standard i'm gonna treat you this way but if you treat me that way i'm gonna lose my shit yeah. angriest moment on public transport oh. i'm guessing there's too many to mention <laughs> but my, but my most recent the most dramatic recently was it was you know tin tin sardines this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and a woman a tourist i was able to tell had her shopping bags on a seat oh she stood up but the bags were on the seat and i was like do you want that seat and she was like, no, it's for my bags. And I was like, it's not a seat. It's not a seat for bags. So you sit down or I'm sitting down and you're going to hold your bags. A and special like, oh, bag seat. And it's like, go, you know, go, then I'm going to say, you do it. I don't care, but it's not for bags. I would like you to be by my side most of my life. Mm. Just feel my life would be. Because you'd be like, boom, boom All we boom, have to boom, get boom. you to be able to do is say it to friends. I know. Yes. But this is, Can you work on this? That's the missing link. Jennifer, this is what I'll have to, I, I, it's, it's, it's where it's missing. And even yeah. as I said, like, oh, all these things are crazy things I've said to women. I can, it's just. I'm going to do a reel on it. I'm going to do a guidance reel. Yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, give me a guidance reel. Yeah. yeah Maybe Salima, you and I can act one out. <laughs> okay, good. You've inspired us. <laughs> um, we will come back to this at a later point, definitely. It needs we, resolving. We, we think we're brilliant. You are amazing. Thank you guys for having me. So, what an interesting conversation. And Yeah, and what... Um, Something that well, you could probably shed more light on than me is the way that she was such a strident, clear thinker. Mm. She's much more able to get angry at a male audience, get mm. angry at the woman in the street, but not get 
angry in a constructive and clear way with women who are close to her. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, there's definitely something about the way that we're conditioned to um, socialize as women. You know, it, this emphasis is on obviously language and um, intimacy and deep sharing. But mm -hmm. I think that takes us to places that are more dangerous emotionally. And I think, yes. it's, you know, it's the woman or, or pair of women or group of women who can walk that through and mm -hmm. dissect it and sort of come out the other side, having yeah, gone unscathed. somewhere constructive. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Lots to think about. Thank you for listening and sharing in our anger. And remember, you're not mad to feel mad. Please like and subscribe. It helps other people find the podcast.